Hey everybody, this is Ames and Lauren and you're listening to the Yeah Now Maybe podcast. The show that talks about absolutely everything for people who love to talk shit. So this week we're talking about women. (laughs) Normally we're talking about men. So this week we're talking about women and we're talking about how sometimes women Mm. compete with other women um, instead of just being... You know, advocates. Yeah, and supporting one another. It's all you know. We there's, there's competing happening, and I was thinking about it before Amy, and I see a lot of this mm. in business, mm. like a lot. There are women out there that say they're all for being supportive, but are the first to, you know, gatekeep mm-hmm. or throw you under the bus. Yep, and it's actually really sad. Mm. It's really sad to see because, especially when you're new in business. All you need is support. Yep. You just need a community of people who are like-minded to guide you. Yep. And I remember when I first started, there were a few um, women that would definitely gatekeep mm. and would be like, um, you just have to figure it out. You figure it out as you go or things like that. And then I had um, two women who had inboxed me from a Facebook group and Mm. were so supportive Mm. that I actually still talk to to this Mm. day because straight away they were like, what are you doing? What do you need help with? You know, if I know anybody who needs you, I will definitely refer you. You know, just even though they don't even know me, it was just about supporting me enough to get me started. And I feel like why is that not normal? Yeah. And the same in corporate, like I think about Mm -hmm. many years of working in a corporate environment, there is for some reason severe competition between females. Yeah, Females, I'm thinking about a particular general manager and she she would always talk about, you know, how important it is there's equality, yet she would promote males over females and females would have to like – earn their badges in her mind. Like they would have to work double, triple as hard to prove that they can do what men do. She has a deep feminine wound that needs to be healed. And she was <laughs> a horrible, she, she was quite a horrible person. Like she was yeah. nasty. Yeah. And I'm glad to see that, you know, she's no longer in a position of power. Yeah. But in saying that, you know, it's it's rare in the corporate world that you will have another female supporting you. And it is like that. You get a lot of, oh, well, you'll just have to network or, mm. oh, yeah, uh, you'll get there type thing when you're actually saying, look, um, I, I'm, I need some guidance. I need some, I need something to help me and you know and sometimes mm-hmm. it's just support i'm not yeah. i'm not asking you to promote me i'm not asking you to give me a higher position yeah. at the company all i'm asking for is some support and some thoughts on what can i do differently that would benefit me as not only a human but as you know someone who's a professional in the workplace yeah 100% yep and that pisses me off i agree i'm as you were talking i remembered um something from one of my corporate roles and mm. There was this girl um, because I was in the sales team Mm -hmm. and then we went into a retention team. Um, The whole team went from one to the other. And every single time, like her and I, I don't know why, Mm. but there was a huge amount of competition Mm. and I don't know why. Yeah. Because 
I I liked this girl. I thought she was quite nice. But then for some reason I ended up resenting her yeah. because of the, com- the competitiveness. Yeah. And it brought out a really ugly side in me, yeah. really ugly side. So we used to have these things called blitz days. Okay. And sales and retention would have these days, which means you would work 12 to 14-hour days. Ew. You don't get paid for those extra hours. Of course not. Um, You just – you know, there's a potential for you to make commission mm. and they feed you. Mm. So who gives a shit? But anyway. Probably pizza. It was pizza. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, I remember these days I would be like, I never used to give a shit, but there was for some reason I was really like, mm. I can't, I need to like beat her this time because she would always win. So I remember – this is so bad. I can't believe I'm about to say this. So I remember she had a migraine that day mm-hmm. and you know I suffer from migraines. Mm-hmm. And instead of helping her and supporting her that day, yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, she sucks today and I'm going to win. <laughs> and I did. I did win. Good. And you're like, good, fuck her. Fuck no, her and her shit. Like, fuck, fuck her and her, her headache. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I won. And I remember being so like, you know, happy about it and I was full like, yeah, I won, blah, blah, blah. I was gloating. And, yeah. and then I remember – a couple of months later, um, we went to a like a conference, whatever, mm. and I was chatting with her and like we were just kind of we were just getting along and I was like, fuck man, mm. these these like I don't know if it's the environment yeah. that we were in that made us be this way. Yeah. But like she is such a nice person. And the the reason why I was so competitive yeah. came down to jealousy Ugh. and the fact that um, she was always favoured over managers. Yeah. I would work just as hard and always was looked over. Mm. And, like, this girl was fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Like, she was, like, every man and woman's dream. Yeah. She was stunning, plus she was good at her job. Yeah. And I always was annoyed because I was like, that definitely is the reason why yeah. she's getting promoted or she's, you know, getting all this stuff. Anyway, so the, that kind of tension between us like why why was that absolutely necessary like why are we tearing each other down yep instead of like supporting one another like and I get that I mean we get that enough from society (laughs) we get that enough from like the patriarchy in general like we should be cheering each other on and encouraging each other and not tearing each other down and I Mm. remember that just being like just so horrible yeah so horrible. I remember in the workforce, something similar. I um, One of my best friends, her and I, oh, this is so many years ago. This is like <laughs> nearly 20 years ago type thing. Yeah, okay. Her and I worked in the same team and I remember um, there was a job that we both wanted and went for and neither of us got it. Somebody mm-hmm. else with more experience did. I mean, we were young. Yeah. We, anyway. I remember afterwards we were both told we didn't get it and she goes to me, I didn't get it but I would have got it over you um, because that's what they said to me in my feedback and I was like, they never said that. They never said that. (laughs) They never said that. And she's like, yeah, so, you know, I'm I'm obviously the, the next one in the line so, like, I didn't get it but I pretty much did. And I was like, get what? Why? Like, why do you have to make out like we're competing? Like, yes, why was that necessary? Yeah, like, yes, we went for the same role, but th- it's there's nothing personal there. No, like, it's just no. we're both interested. Yeah. Um. But it poses the question. Like, I, I, I think in the workplace you can kind of have rationale for it. You can mm. kind of go, well, it's money, it's position, it's power, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about with friendships? Because I've had very close friends in the past and 
everything was a competition. So exhausting. I had a busy day. Mine was busier. I (laughs) had 10 meetings. Well, I had 20. And, you know, like things like that. Or I find extreme copying is another thing that really pisses me off. Like someone who doesn't know who they are. Mm. So they copy everything you do and say. And that becomes competitive and that drives. And it's so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually... (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I understand. I can, I can kind of understand this from a business perspective. Yeah. Definitely not, definitely not a, a friendship one because what I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, if somebody was copying me or they were competing with me in a friendship space, they wouldn't be my friend yep. because I just don't have time for that yeah. kind of energy. So cut. So I'm very ruthless. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> but I think with business, it can feel hard. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when we are new, we are trying to find our fee. We're trying to understand who we are in the industry, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And we do naturally compare ourselves to others anyway mm-hmm. because everyone has comparisonitis, right? So I think when you get stuck in this hole, yeah. it can be like, why is she better than me? Yes. Why is she getting promoted over me? Mm. Why is she getting the opportunities and I'm not? Yes. And I must say I have definitely, definitely fallen into that trap. Yeah. Like, and sometimes I still do. Like, I can't, like, I can't deny that. Like, it's hard. It's really hard. I do compare myself a lot, especially when I get into that cycle. But I think what it's about, though, Amy, is about noticing those signs of when you are starting to go down that fucking rabbit hole and how to stop it. So like now, for example, if I go, if I find myself spiraling, I immediately can see it yeah. and I go, okay, Lauren, you have to stop. Yeah. And I go message a couple of my business friends or people that I've been following for a while and I give them a compliment. Yeah. A genuine compliment. Yeah. And I stop and reflect and go, okay, be grateful for where the fuck you are. Yeah. Get out of that fucking headspace because it's about being together and growing together and yeah. not being competitive. But like in a workplace, mm. I could never be like that. Mm. And I, like the difference, you know, yeah. like because I think it, I think toxicity breeds. It does, you know, like in a, in a space where everyone's like that. Yeah, it just breeds consistently. Yeah. Whereas if I'm in my own space, I can control the narrative. Yeah, and I think I think it's right when there are people who are doing nothing but dragging you down mm. and competing with you. And I always think to myself, why are we competing? There's enough. Like there's yeah. enough of everything. Like we don't need to physically be here elbowing each other and yeah. like shoving to the front. And it annoys me in friendships, particularly when you are doing something and then someone does something similar and then they make it a competition. Mm-hmm. Like extreme competitiveness and you've always had that goal. Yeah. And then someone else's goes down that pathway as well they start having that same goal and then you're competing with them yeah I had um I think I updated my details on LinkedIn I can't remember would have been well over 12 months ago so I was updating something on LinkedIn and a girl that I used to work with sends me like a message thing and she's like, oh, hey, I don't know if you remember me. We used to work together. I was hoping that um, we could have a chat because you keep getting all these opportunities and um, I want to work out how I can do the same. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I reflected and I'm like, hang on, if I remember correctly, you didn't give me the time of day when we worked together. You were nasty. You used to cut me off. I tried to avoid you at all costs. Mm -hmm. Why would I help you? 
You were nasty to me. You were horrible yeah. to me. What what in your mind has you thinking mm-hmm. that I'm going to help you out? And mm-hmm. the way she phrased it, why do you keep getting all these opportunities? But see, this is what I mean. Like why why is that such a like a thing? Like why is this like why do we look at them and go, well, hang on, why, why are you getting everything? Why can't I get yeah. everything? I can tell you right now it's because of that mindset. Yeah. That's the whole reason why opportunities aren't coming to you because your mindset is constantly in this space of lack and it's a whole different conversation yeah but i mean and i think the other thing that pisses me off is people don't understand the work that goes into it and yeah you know for her to be like uh why did you okay hold on Let's let's look at what I've done in the past ten years. Like, yeah. let's just take a breath for a second before you come in, kind of all hot to me. Have a fucking look at what I've done over the past, you know, ten odd years. Like, I've worked really freaking hard, and yes, I'm lucky that, that you know there have been a few things, but I've proven myself to get those opportunities. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you don't have the doc. You don't have doctor in front of you Unless for no fucking reason. Yeah, like you've you've like you've gone worked through hard. it yeah, exactly. Um, so it kind of shits me in that respect. And um, I just feel like in the workplace, men are helped more frequently. We, of course. We go and talk about equality, but then I see men always surging ahead. And it's almost like women on women competition is dragging us even further behind when it comes to an equality standpoint. Yeah. We talk about, oh, we want to be equal, and then we do nothing to ensure that equalness occurs right Mm -hmm. yeah no it's it's exactly right I think sometimes things like the word equality in a workplace can be just a buzzword yeah and it's just very much like we're ticking boxes yeah like we have to have one woman on the board tick we have to have indigenous people tick yes like it's stupid yeah like do it because it's the right thing to do. Exactly. Not because you're ticking fucking boxes. And on the ticking box, we had quotas we had to meet about women in leadership positions. See? Yeah. And then we also had rules like um, if you are hiring, you have to have 50% of resumes that are male and female that you progress. And then when you interviewed, you had to have a 50-50 panel, so there always had to be a male and a female in the room. Yeah. And then when you hired, you had to ensure your team split was 50-50. So you were often looking at things going, well, this person's not qualified, but I have to interview them because I have to meet the 50-50. And then you mm-hmm. were often looking at your team split and going, well, the best person for the job is not a male, but I have to hire one. Because the, the the team is predominantly female. See what I mean, though? It's actually disgusting. It's ridiculous. And, like, if you think about that, right, and if that's how things have to actually work, there, there's a great potential that there's so many opportunities out there that I personally have missed purely because I'm a female. Yes. And I just don't have a dick and that's why I can't get a job. Yeah. It should be merit-based, like with anything. I agree. When, when I'm teaching my students at the beginning of term, one of the things that I preach, and I'm, I'm like a record on repeat, 
just showing up is not going to make you pass. Everything is merit-based. You need yeah, to prove to me you understand what I've taught you. Yeah. Otherwise, you will not pass. Just because I see your face every single week in a lecture does not equate to an automatic pass. Of course, because I can show up and things can go in one ear and out the other. Oh, yeah, and there's heaps of those. Yeah, of course. <laughs> there's heaps of, of those. Course. And they're there and they're kind of like having a grand old time and they're on their phones and you go, yeah. well, hang on, are you present? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like People always say, oh, please get degrees. It's like, yeah, okay, cool, please get degrees, but does it get you the job that you want? No, no, because it's competitive. Exactly. Highly competitive. So you have to walk away with honours. You have to walk away with a distinction average. Like mm-hmm. it's just, and then in law it's even more competitive. Yeah. And I knew someone who was studying a degree, didn't get anything, was failing left and right, scraping mm. through, and then under the idea that they're just going to walk into a role simplistically. Like, it's, you know, it's going to be so easy for me. And you're like, well, hang on. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Because you just passed? Yeah. Not enough. You know, one of the one of the ones that shits me the most is, you know, when even in just general chit chat, and I mentioned it before. Oh, how was your day busy? Oh, me too. My day was so busy. Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you can just ask someone and it's like, oh yeah, same. Like I had a crazy day. And then other times it's like, oh, but I was busier. I was I had more meetings. I was more important today. But why? Just like <laughs> Being okay, first off, being busy is not a badge of honor. But like, no. why is like I have never in my life said, "Hey, how are you?" And you've gone, "Yeah, I'm so busy." And sometimes I go, "Yeah, same." That's but, it. But tell me about your day. Yeah, yeah, same. You know, I don't go, "Oh, why are you so busy?" Oh, I had ten meetings. Oh, well, I had twelve. Exactly. What? Yeah. Give some fuck. Exactly. I even had a friend once, and she said to me, <laughs> "Can't remember the verbatim, but it was something like." This organization would perish without me. I am perish. I am the backbone of this organization. The only reason anything gets done is because of me. And I was like, uh, listen, listen, everybody is replaceable. Uh, absolutely. Um, you perish. Drop dead, and the next day they'll fill that role. hundred percent. They so don't care. That, no, they don't. They're they don't care. an organization, they're a cog in the wheel of society in, you know, like it's just it is what it is. Yeah. I even remember there was a girl who. It's so strange to say. It's so strange. There was a girl that I knew and she was walking to the bus stop. She um, she was really young. Mm-hmm. She dropped to the floor. I think she had a heart attack and died. Oh. And then within six months they were looking to fill that role again. Yes. Yeah, you know, like it's yeah. – and she was really young and I believe there was a doctor on the street when she fell and so the doctor started like CPR yeah. but they couldn't bring her back so it was done and done. But they, they, you know, there was obviously a lot of sadness and then they filled that role. But that's the thing, right? right? Like and – but going back, women being competitive – that's exactly that that alone yep. shows you what's the fucking point mm. because literally you could just drop dead and somebody else could just come in and fill that position anyway exactly or someone can come in and just be as busy as you or busier or busier than you like <laughs> you know what i mean it does not make a fucking difference no. and that's why i always say to sean if you don't feel well don't go in yeah because what are you going to do with 50 million hours of sick leave or you know yes. 50 million hours of long service or annual leave take the sick day i always don't say be this a to hero. Josh as well like always he's yeah. like, i feel bad what for don't you don't have to be a hero don't go in they're going to be fine exactly right they will be fine exactly and, and if they're not that's actually that, not your problem it's not your problem <laughs> it's you, not your problem if you don't feel well 
stay in bed. Yeah. Have that extra sleep. You don't have to bust yourself to death. And I I think I learned that the hard way. And when I left mm. the organization that I was with for a decade, I left like something stupid, like 900 hours of sick leave. Oh, and the thing is you don't even you don't, get that. No, you don't get it. It's just gone. So I'm many s- times I'd rocked into work sick as a dog. Mm-hmm did what I needed to do. I showed up to work and nearly collapsed. And so we went to the hospital and they turned me away and they said, "Um, unless you are on the verge of death, there's nothing we can do. You'll be waiting here for eight, nine, ten hours. Mm. So we were like, okay, I went home. I was so sick. I was so, so sick. And then Sean said, I think we have to go to a different hospital. So we went to a different hospital, walked in, they started their testing and by about, I think I was there for maybe five hours and they were running every test possible. They were mm. doing scans over my entire body, blood tests, yeah. everything. Oh, like they should, yeah. Absolutely everything. And then all of a sudden the nurse goes, the surgical team's coming in. And I was like, what for? And they, he said, the surgical team will fill you in when they get here. And they came in and the surgical team are like, so scary. your appendix has ruptured. Your um, There's liquid on your lungs. So the the rupture is on your lungs and in your abdomen. And if we don't operate now, you're not going to make it till tomorrow. And I was like, brilliant, fucking brilliant. I nearly collapsed at work. I got turned away from one hospital, had to go to another one. And so literally within hours, I think it was about midnight, I went into surgery because mm. they were like, you won't leave. And so they they had to, they actually um, sucked the liquid out of my lungs and my abdomen and then they obviously removed my appendix. So I've got lots of scars and stuff all over my stomach, but don't be a hero. Don't be a fucking hero. <laughs> fucking hell. That took a, a completely different time than what I expected. And you know what the worst part was? 48 hours after that, I needed to walk in the procession to receive my doctorate. Mm-hmm. So um, we had to travel to the university and Sean ended up ringing them and saying um, she's really sick, her appendix is ruptured, she's coming out of hospital today yeah. and I still wanted to attend. I was like there's no way I'm not attending. I get to walk in the procession, I get my degree now, yeah. I want it in my hands. So he rang them and the university were like, okay, what we'll do is we'll have two people, one on either side of her. If yeah. she can't walk, they'll be able to kind of hold her up because yeah. I couldn't walk. I had stitches all well, over yeah. me. And then they said we'll organise her gown to be there at the actual because you have to go collect it from one place. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to take it to the location, get dressed, and then take it back. And they said, no, we'll arrange someone to bring it to her yeah. and then they'll take it back. And then I got there and they had like water for me. They had like a special spot on the stage for me that was over kind of to the side in case I needed to leave. Um, And then they kind of had one person on either side as I was walking down to the procession. That's nice. Yeah. Don't be a hero. I I had to walk though. Like that was the Mm. only thing I was like, fuck it, I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah. But that's fair. You know, it just comes back to the whole thing, right? Mm. Don't be a hero. No one cares. Well, that's exactly right. No one, no one actually fucking cares. This deviated so far from women competing with women. I know, I know. But overall, I think the the, the concept here, the whole idea here is, don't be a fucking hero. No. Don't. Why are you competing with people? Because at the end of the day, you could literally be in Amy's position where something can just go severely wrong. Yeah. But really, if you had at knock and wood had passed, you would have been replaced mm-hmm. because that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Like, yeah. I actually do not have the time, the energy, or anything when it comes to people just being 
fucking annoying. Neither. And like being competitive with me. I just I just don't care enough, Amy. No. I've gotten to the point where like I've just been like I'm done with this. I am mm-hmm. I'm done with it. I don't need this in my life. Yep. It's just and particularly when you've got negative people or, mm-hmm. you know, stiff competition around stuff that you shouldn't have competition around. Anyway. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I agree. I mm-hmm. agree. I agree. Anyway, we could go on about this for so long, seriously. We, we always <laughs> deviate. But I think that's all from us today. So you can connect with us via our socials at Pod or via our email at yenrmaybepod at outlook.com. And, and you know, I cannot wait to get in your ear holes next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>